The world is full of complainers. But the fact is, nothing comes with a guarantee. Now, I don't care if you're the Pope of Rome, President of the United States, or Man of the Year. Something can all go wrong. Something can all go wrong. Something can all go wrong. little addendum, I, I thought I would share with you a couple things I found out because I started typing in H.W. Clutter in the newspaper archives instead of Herb Clutter or Herbert Clutter or Herbert oh, W. Clutter. Smart. That's a good, that's a good historian move. Try. Just people loved, people loved initials in history. Apparently. What I, uh, what I did find out is, is something strange about the year 1957 for old man Clutter. Mm. Apparently, everything bad happened to him that year financially. So in 57, Herb Clutter got into a kind of a three-party lawsuit over a bad car wreck that he wasn't involved in, but he owned the work truck for. And he got sued himself for like something upwards of $2,000 in that day's money. Mm. But... In addition to that, he had another lawsuit, which is because a World War II twin-engine plane crashed on his property. Huh. Like, was it was it downed by, like, the Germans? <laughs> no, like, I, I don't... It's very unclear what happened, but basically this pilot for this, like, Miami-based uh, airplane company crashes into his property, wrecks a bunch of his trees... Uh, and some crops. A, a pilot from a Miami-based company flew his World War II plane to Kansas and crashed into Herb Clutter's trees. Yeah, I know how weird it sounds, but yes. And then Herb Clutter sued him and the company. Apparently the guy yeah. only injured his thumb. Huh. But all of this uh, kind of leads up to the biggest expense of 1957, which is there was a blizzard that wiped out apparently like all of his cattle. Oh, that's some biblical stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to see if I can pull up the article. Like he couldn't even he couldn't even get them and like he didn't have like this might sound stupid, but like barns or sheds to put them in. I'm sure he did. To, he, he, he must have. But we're. The articles say that this was like the worst blizzard they had on a record. As I recall it, that was in March of 57, that blizzard. When that blizzard hit, I was in the shop working on machinery and it, uh, it started raining. And uh, I finally quit and went to the house. We lived in a little basement house, a little dugout. And it started snowing then that night, and that was about the last time we got out of the house. The storm kept getting worse, and it, it was very rapid. Uh, from the time we left town till the time we turned around and tried to get back to it the second time, uh, the storm just went from a light snow to blizzard conditions. Yeah. And he lost a thousand head of sheep mm -hmm. and cattle. And the strange thing is, is that, like, in everything I've read about him, he never has 
a thousand. He has like six hundred when he's getting interviewed for uh, by uh, Walt. Was was the guy? Uh, the guy who faced up against uh, Joe McCarthy. Oh yeah, Walsh. Uh, no, no, oh. the the broadcaster guy. Uh, Cronkite? No. Free Cronkite? Is it Morrow? Uh, oh, maybe, maybe it was Morrow. Yeah. So he has a he had a show where he actually showed Herbert Clutter and interviewed him, and at that time he had like six hundred head of cattle, and then. Later on, he has 800 head of cattle, but apparently he had like 1,000 sheep and they're just wiped out. And I mean, there's some allusions to this in In Cold Blood. There's this talk about like there was a previous winter where Kenyon, the, you know, the son was running up and getting sheep that were buried in snowdrifts. So mm-hmm. it sounds pretty disastrous. Wow. To tell you the truth. But he has sheep and cattle later on. So my thinking is that he had his whole flock kind of wiped out pretty much in 1957 and likely had to take out some big loans to buy more cattle. Mm-hmm. That's the theory anyway. Of course, if he wanted to stay in the cattle game, which I imagine was probably pretty profitable if, you know, you, you could you could keep it up. Yeah, I mean, we know he did stay in the cattle game because I also did find later on that that he put up a lost cow notice in like 58 or 59. Yeah. So, so all this rough stuff happened in 57, all of it, as well as him getting spotted at the Alice hotel in Wichita, Kansas, smooching with and going off to a hotel room with Ken Lyon's wife. And then, and then maybe he takes a year to try to like get his stuff together. Yeah. And then dot, dot, dot. And then uh, apparently did not get together. Yeah. Sells off a third of, is forced to sell off a third of his property on the advice of Ken Lyon. And then, you know, starts talking about a life insurance policy. That seems to be the order of events. Mm. None of which is suspicious at all. No. And none of which I assume uh capote mentioned so some of the individual things like getting the life insurance policy capote mentions that mm-hmm. and kind of dramatizes it but all it's it's one of those things where capote disposes of it like like a law and order episode red herring like you yeah. know it turns out it was just coincidence that he got his life insurance policy that day not that he was like threatened or thought that his death was imminent uh, Capote doesn't mention like he, the fact that he started suddenly smoking. Capote doesn't mention because he didn't know that he sold off a third of his property. Hmm. Those other factors kind of tend to show that he's a guy in serious financial trouble and probably in debt up to the nines. Yeah. You know, which like, goes against like the whole, you know, version that uh, Capote told, you know, the, the garden that got the snakes in it yeah exactly instead it might be more like a you know who brought these snakes here (laughs) right 